hello and welcome stand up world episode 36 the real deal i think i called last week's episode 36 with stephen wright but this is 36 and we got a really great guest right patrick one of the best patrick the super duper producer the man of the moment Joe List is really, I, I'm, I'm a little bit fascinated with him and his pals in the world that they've carved. And I'm kind of trying to follow them a little bit into it. Everybody knows the Joe Rogans and the Burrs and the Mark Marins of, the, of, of that, of this underworld. But the Mark Normans and the Sam Morrells and Joe List, I guess Rich Voss and his wife, Bonnie and you know uh there's a few others that I think you know Andrew Schultz obviously and Santino and I I just love Sam Tripoli these guys right do you know who I'm I'm forgetting a lot of people I know but but I have been waiting for this new world to fully develop and mature for so long to screw the gatekeepers and screw the big studios and the corporations you know, I've just had this theory for so long that every time the corporations and the studios start whining about how bad the business is and how unprofitable it is, I always want to go, because you hire too many executives. You have too many parking structures. Okay? You take too many retreats. You have too many jets. If you streamlined your business, you wouldn't have to keep streamlining our business. It's a shitty business full of a bunch of rich, whiny people that should have been car salesmen. And the internet is kind of finally, finally making a safe world. You know, I give so much up to Louis C.K. You know, all the crap this guy's taken. But when he started putting his own specials up, everyone said, hmm. he's now, he's his site now, he's doing this really cool thing. He, he made this wonderful movie with Joe List called Fourth of July uh, with his own money. I don't know if he made money or not, but you know, the new world is coming. And Rogan and Marin and Burr and all these guys on the West Coast and then Joe List and Mark Marin and Andrew Schultz, they're just, on the entertainment side, are just building a, a tunnel for us all to follow through. And anyone who doesn't see that this has got to be the way on so many levels. And Joe List, I think, is someone that really personifies it. He's he's coming out this weekend with maybe his fourth special called Enough for Everyone. The last special one last year, last year's material was great. His specials, one has six or nine million views on it. What is it, Patrick? I think he's got nine million views. Yeah, nine million views. And... He, he makes these little films. He made this one wonderful little just horror film, just a small little thing. But he, and much the way I love 
Have you ever seen the Mark Norman thing that I love, Norman the Dorman? I don't think so. Oh, it's, I love it. It's Norman the Dorman. You've got to check it out. These guys, they don't sit around. They don't, they're, they're not sitting around waiting to be discovered. They're making their own path, and I love it. And Joe is right in that era. I, I really am a fan of this guy. I'm so glad he's here today. Let's, get, let's bring him on. Joe List! Hey, Joe, how are you, man? Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, I'm a really, I'm a big Joe List fan. I really am. I, I, I gotta tell you, I'm someone that's really, I'm really interested. I love comedians. I love stand up. But, but I also, I'm really into this new world of stand up, and I've been waiting for it for so long. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's a real DIY and there's less uh, gatekeepers and such. And I just keep shooting things, uh, paying a guy to shoot it and putting it on my YouTube. And it seems to be working out so far. Well, it's great. It's really great. You know, and I mean, my my whole career, I, I've I've been really entrepreneurial my whole life. And and but it's but I've had to be entrepreneurial inside of this. Kind of giant gatekeeping distribution central center, you know, right. and it, it was really, it's really hard. I would make these independent movies and work my butt off on them and then, you know, get either no distribution or a horrible distribution. And not only do I love what, you know, the podcast world has done for comedians, for standups, but I, I've been, I love like what you and, Louis did with the Fourth of July, which I thought was a fantastic movie. Oh, thank you very much. I thought yeah, it had so much emotion and so much comedy, and I just thought you all were so good in it. It looks so good. I mean, if anybody has not seen the Fourth of July yet, go to louisck.com and watch that movie. It is, I think, you know, in another era, another world, it would have made thirty million dollars at the box office. You know? Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'd like to, I wish I was in that era because it made zero dollars at the box office. But we had, a, we had a great time. And no, I'm proud of it. I appreciate you watching it and saying that it makes me happy when people like it because, uh, yeah, we got a, had a hard time with the reviews. But a lot of people went and saw it and a lot of people are, were really uh, enthusiastic about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really liked it. And I also like, you know, you make these little shorts. I, I remember one time you had this little thing. I don't know when it was. It wasn't uh, maybe a year ago or something. You were just sitting in an alley smoking a cigar and some guy spooked you out. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? But I liked it because it was so cinematic and it was so it, 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 it viscerally it was it was scary, but you kind of felt okay, it's Joe List, so I'm not gonna be that scared. Right. You know, there's gotta be something coming. And I loved the way it ended. I just loved the way it ended. It just uh -oh, thank you. You just saw yesterday you, you put out this documentary, which I thought was really smart. Oh, uh, thanks. About yeah. the documentary about the, the last special, this year's material. Yeah. And and you said something really honest and really interesting. And and I and I, I really believe we're in this era of authenticity. And that works. Authenticity works. And I really noticed that in your work. 
Oh, thank you. Well, boy, that's like the nicest compliment I could get. By the way, I love the Comedy Store documentary, and I still have Showtime now because I download or whatever you call it, bought it, ordered it, whatever, so I could watch. Oh, and, thanks. Uh, I love it, and I just have Showtime just sitting on my TV. I never watch it, but get rid I of thought it the documentary. <laughs> I thought the doc was awesome. <laughs> But uh, no, thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, authenticity is what I'm going for. And so for somebody to notice it and appreciate it, it makes me feel good. Thank you. Well, you don't you don't hold back. You use everything. You know, you use this. These are my weaknesses. These are my strength. This is what I like. This is what you know, I, I feel like this right now. I feel this more. And and I think that that works. I Even when I was yeah. a kid, when I'd see Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor was so revealing of who he was. And that's that's who he was yeah that's how i always felt that's always the comedy i enjoy the most I, I mean i enjoy all kinds of comedy but i always enjoyed the most that people felt like they were just talking as they are it's just like that that guy would sound similar if he was off stage right right and you know i don't know that we kind of went through this era I don't, I don't know if you remember this maybe you, you you weren't around but like there were a lot of characters emo and judy tenuta and which they were all funny they were they felt kind of like comedy people wanted character i feel like now that's not we're so far away from that yeah no i agree it's funny because i always felt like i had to be as genuine as possible because it just felt easier to bomb that way like if, if you're bombing <laughs> just standing there you're like ah oh, jesus they hate me but it just always felt like so hard to be like just eating it in in character but maybe it's easier i guess because you're not it doesn't feel as much you but I remember right. when I first started, I was like 18 and I loved Jim Carrey. I thought Jim Carrey was amazing. And I was, I was sort of a jumpy, spazzy guy, but I'm like, if you're just bombing while bouncing around high energy, you just look like a psychopath. So that's kind of, that's I right. just kind of stand there and be like, oh, here's, here's some thoughts. Yeah, no, you're right. But the, and the, and the, the flip side of it is if you're, if you're authentic and you're just kind of real, it doesn't have that kind of energy that, that you can really take a, a crowd that isn't a great crowd and, and turn them around sometimes, you know, cause you're just you, you know, hey, right, hey, right. I don't got nothing but this, sorry, you know? And yeah. So you kind of, you kind of wish I will, or I wish I had some cassette tapes to play and dance the music right now, but I don't, right. you know? Right, right. No, but, it is that weird thing. If, if they don't like you, you're like, well, you don't like me. And that's I don't right. have anything else to offer. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I also like something you said in that documentary when you did. What, did, did you film the new documentary at, at the cellar? It was uh, the new, the new specials there. Yeah. This. The That's what I meant. I'm thing. sorry. The, yeah, new, yeah, the, the new, new special. special. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's at the village underground again. It's my third one in a row there. I just keep keeping it simple. I'm like, it comes time to do it. And I'm like, where should I do it? What should I do? And then I'm like, well, I'll just do it there again. It's easy enough. And I just think the jokes are different. So the background can be similar. Yeah. I, I, I saw you say that you were talking about the last one. I didn't know if you, if the new one's there, but I think that's really smart. I, you know, I mean, I, I've, I've directed and produced a lot of specials and I, I did my own when I was younger. And I think sometimes, you know, it's great when I mean, they look great. Like Tom Segura's new special looks so great, you know. Yeah. But but the most important thing is is it fu is the guy funny? Is, are the jokes funny? You know. And 
it, are you comfortable? And I right. do think that was really smart what you said. Look, look, I'm this is the place where I created this stuff. These are the rooms I'm playing. It's just the way I want to do it right now, you know? And I thought that was really a smart kind of take on it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, I, I really like club comedy. It's like, it's not that I don't, I've done a few theater. I mean, I did a bunch of theaters opening for Louie and stuff, and I've done a couple on my own. And I, I like it. It's cool. But I just really like that small, surrounded by small room with the jokes are, the laughs are really bouncing and people are right there. And I like the sound of the drinks clinking and stuff. And, and that to me is my favorite kind of, my favorite special ever is Brian Regan. I walked on the moon, which I think is at like the Irvine improv or something like that. It's just at a club. Yeah. I like yeah. club specials. I mean, it, 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 you know, it maybe doesn't work as well as if you're Kevin Hart, you know, and you're at a club. I, although I think it would, I just, I just like a special at a club. I, I think Kevin Hart would be better in a club. I honestly, I, I I saw one of the worst specials I've ever saw was Kevin Hart at the O2 Arena in London. I I would rather watch a pony die than than watch that again. You know, just have Paula Abdul run around the stage naked. That's that's what the O2's for. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I, it's funny. I did. A, I got to open for Louis on his big tour in 2016, 17. The LA Forum was the only arena we did that actually felt like a club. It's kind of like one level and it plays yeah. small. But for yeah. the most part, you do those big rooms and you're like, this is lost. I feel lost up here and they feel lost. I just, yeah. I really think stand-up should be kind of that brick wall right on top of you kind of feeling. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I think it, it's great to do it. And I opened for Sandler and he was playing arenas and that it was fun. It's fun. But in terms of filming a special you want the audience to feel like i'm there watching the show and the most intimate way to do it is in kind of an intimate place you know uh, look at uh, there's a there's a million roads to the center of town with specials but i i think what you said was the best it's where you're comfortable it's really where you're comfortable yeah, I agree. I, I agree. And and that's why I just I just keep going back to the same place. And I might seem like crazy or I don't know. I'm like, I don't know if I'll do a fourth there, but it felt like, OK, I'll just do like a little trilogy of specials here. But as soon as I finished shooting this most recent one, I was like, maybe I will do a fourth one here. It's just I just like it. I like taking the a cab home and just being like, I'm back home and it's done. That's right. That's great. Are you you're, But you grew up in Boston, right? Yeah, I'm a yeah. I started in Boston. I was there for about seven years. I grew up south of Boston, like, but I started in Boston. And and so, like, would you say right now, like, the cellar's your home club? Is yeah, the you... cellar and yeah, cellar and stand. I'm, I'm at the stand a lot too. I like I I, don't, I never want to um, sell them. I actually do a lot of spots at the stand, and I, I just love that club. But yeah, I go back and forth and and, and do both, and those are my definitely my two home clubs and and they're both it, it's just so nice to be at a club for so long you know the staff you know the manager you know the booker and it's just it just feels like home both of those places See, neither of those clubs were really there when i was first doing stand-up the first time i right. went to the cellar i went with stan soder i was directing an episode of billion billions and we just went in one night when we were, were shooting I think that was the first time I went there, and then I, I've 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 gone a bunch of times since then, but and I've never been to the stand. 
they the the clubs that when I was there, there was the improv, of course, and catch and comic strip. Those you know, and, and then there was a place up up the upper west side. I think it was called like the Upper West Side Comedy Club or something. Oh wow, the, the stand up New York stand up New York's been there since eighty six. Um, I don't know, and I don't know what else used to be there, but yeah, the the improv and, and and catch I missed. The improv is like a Mexican restaurant now. It has a little plaque there dedicated to the improv, which is nice. oh really? Yeah, in Hell's Kitchen, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and and I, I I don't know. To me, I just feel like I just the club tips that stuff. The live stuff's always going to be the same. The most exciting stuff to me is what is going on under the ground the on the internet you know that and i will tell you you know especially in an era of the strike you know the people that are running show business that's what the what they're most afraid of they're most afraid of the day when we figure out a way to really monetize these specials and monetize 4th of july or you know, make movies that really make sense and can sell them to the whole world without them. Do you feel that? Do you is that is that what where you're going for? What you're going for? Like you want to make more movies and things like that? Yeah, definitely. And uh, I'd like. I always wanted to make movies and and still want to. And I'm actually making a, a documentary myself now, a comedy documentary about my friend Tom Dustin, who I don't know if you've ever run into him. He's What's he, his I don't name? Think he's ever made it out to LA. His name's Tom Dustin. But yeah, we shot this guy for like 4 days, Tom, and uh, I brought down two cameramen and um we just shot everything all day, him telling stories, joking around, talking about his past and coming up and uh and sort of and drinking and and all these things and it's just very much, I was very much inspired by Italian American by Martin Scorsese, if you know that movie and um, sure. American Boy. It was just kind of like, let's just, let's just shoot this guy telling stories, like kind of in the wild living his life. And uh, it's taken on kind of a different feeling because he talks so much about our relationship. And, um, and so it kind of became this thing of these two guys that started together and I got sober and moved to New York and he kind of kept and went on the road a bit and now he's in Key West. And so, there's a bunch of elements, and I'm hoping it'll kind of be like a little bit of comedian cult classic kind of thing, like where comedians are really into it and comedy fans. Um, but I was trying to say it was just kind of like, I, I don't have to, I can try to sell it or get into some festivals, but it's one of them, if everybody turns it down, you still go, well, I have my YouTube channel and I can have friends in it and hopefully people will see it that way, kind of organic. Well, your specials, one of your specials has, has like 9 million views, right? So, I mean... Yeah, guys, the, most, the most recent one has 2 million. So, I was going to say, you guys have guys like you and, and, and Mark Norman and Sam Morrill, and you guys seem like you have like half a dozen podcasts each. It's Yeah. It seems like a lot of... Tell me about that. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of podcasts. I, I started Tuesdays with Stories, where I'm at the studio now with Mark Norman. Yeah, almost 10 years ago, coming up on 10 years, which is crazy to think about. And um, it, at that time, it felt like we were late to the podcast game, but maybe we were early. 
So we've always just been doing it. And for us, that's fun. It's the now with, with us both being on the road, it's the best way to see each other and, and hang out. So, but then during pandemic, you know, there was nothing to do. We were kind of sitting around. So I started a movie review podcast with my friend Ron on Hirschberg, who's a great comic. And then I started this other podcast called Mindful Metal Jacket, which was sort of a mental health interview podcast. And then that, it, we started to come back to light with all this shows coming back, everything coming back after COVID. And um, it became too much. So I put Mindful Metal Jacket on hiatus. And then I brought that back and put the movie podcast on hiatus. The movie podcast was more because I started making movies and didn't want to be on the record shitting on movies, right? right. <laughs> um, which is awkward. So, yeah, I got a few, and then you're doing guests on all these podcasts. It's crazy when I, you know I started in 2000, so that's 23 years ago. And I used to always say for years, I'm like, if you put in an hour a day in stand up, you're working harder than most comedians. But now it's like, if you don't work eight hours a day, you're not working enough because with the clips and the podcasts and all the shit. It's uh it's a totally different gig than when I started, certainly when you started also. Absolutely. I I say that all the time. I say these guys work so much harder than we did. And by the way, when I say that, then I realize, wait a minute, now I'm doing stand up again. So I'm saying we work so much harder than they did. Right, right. It's so much work. I tell my wife, you know, because I have this stand up world site, you know, and the stand up podcast. And Every week, I'm just chasing it. Like, it's like, oh, my God, it's never done. And and making clips of my stand-up and building. And yet I love it. I love it, you know. And sometimes I'll go to lunch with some of the comics my age, and they go, what are you doing? Why, <laughs> why are you starting stand-up now? You know, it's a, no one gives a fuck. Who, you think anyone cares about you? You know, I'm like, well, I, I like it. I, and I like, and I'm playing their game. I like playing in their league, in their world, you know? Right. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's definitely times where I'm like, God, I can't believe I'm podcasting again. And I, I think this all the time, like comedians, we don't have that much to say. And sometimes people will comment and be like, you told that story on this. And I'm like, I know, I got to fill an hour every week. It's like, that's right. By the it's way, that's difficult. one of the things that I really think why Rogan's so great, because Rogan has so much to say and so much that he's interested in. And right. so many things. I am not that interested in things. You know, honestly, I, I just that guy has a, uh, there's a shelf of behind him of shit that he knows about. And I'm going, really? You 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 care about plucking chicken feathers and and, and the, the history of the Fabergé egg and and the DNA of dinosaur really in that detail no it's impressive I, it, I mean like I've done an interview podcast where like 20 minutes in I'm like all right well that that does it that's right, <laughs> um, that's right. He does, he's doing three-hour shows multiple times a week yeah that's right and and that's you know people like watching that you know yeah you know, no I, people people love podcasts and i'm always blown away that I, it shocked me first of all every uh instinct i've had in my career has been incorrect but i remember when people started filming podcasts i remember going we're not doing cameras it's a radio show you don't film a podcast like on the record and now it's like that's how everybody watches like the idea to me of going home and watching two men talk to each other on camera is crazy 
but yeah. people love it. I mean, like like hundreds of thousands of views. That's what people do. They go home and they watch comedians talk to each other. And, and do you find the podcast help you sell tickets to your live shows or the specials help more? Which, which... It's hard to say. I think both have helped. I mean, I got definitely got a big bump after the last two specials have both given me a big bump. But then also so many people that come go, hey, we love Tuesdays with Stories, man. Where's Mark? Oh, like they do a lot of that. So it's a bit of both. And I think that's the great thing about a podcast is it, it puts you in the ears of fans every week. Whereas through most of 80s and 90s and early first decade of the 2000s, it's like you when they when you put out a special or an album, they hear you. And other than that, it's just the once every 18 months that you come to town. So it, it, it keeps you fresh in their minds. You're, they're hearing you every week. And I think that's a, it's a huge help. Podcasts definitely, if they don't bring in fans, they definitely sustain the fans, I think. Right. Because I, I don't know. I mean, I like the podcast. I don't listen to a lot of them, to be honest. I like specials. I like, I really enjoy watching a good comedian special. And I really like, I I really appreciate a well done set, you know, and and I think that to me it's hard now because I'm doing it again, you know. But I think that if I wasn't doing it and someone was really regularly coming up with a new special and they came to town, I'd go see them. Yeah, you know, I I don't know if you know, like you say, if he and another man were talking a lot, you go, okay, I got to go see him live because he talks good with his friends. All right, right. you know, like, like, uh, but but I do think the specials are like albums, and it's like when you want to go see a, a band. I mean, I don't, I I I don't know. Are you doing any when you go? If I go see you live, not that I'm gonna, Joe. Because if I go see you, I'm going to come in the back door. I'm going to knock and say, hey, Mike's here. Yeah, yeah. I'm just too full of myself to actually go buy a ticket. Of course. Even though, but, but, um, are you going to do the material from the specials or or do you have to have, do you wait to go out until you have all new material? So I shot the special back in February, I think. And I have, now I'm releasing it finally in late August or mid August, but I have, and so it's been kind of trying to get enough stuff that's that that covers me when you go see Lee live. But my first the special comes out this weekend and then I'm in Dallas next weekend. So there's probably about like five to ten minutes that's on the special that I'll do. But it's mostly new and I'll try to stretch it a little bit, too, and, and go, hey, what is, what are you guys doing? You know, you kind of try to come up with anything to fill that space, because I hate the feeling of telling a joke that people have heard heard before because it feels like it reveals the magic trick a little bit but there's only you know i gotta fill the time somehow so i might i'll usually address like hey you might hear a couple jokes that are on the special but it'll be mostly new but anyways short answer is it's mostly new now and i but i i think i think people you see i've had this argument with so many comedians and you know that i don't know if you know this but one of the first cable specials the guys that i knew did was leno had a showtime special I think it was called American Comedian. Mm-hmm. And he put it out and he bought it back from them right away and destroyed it. He claims he destroyed it, but it's never been anywhere because he didn't want to get rid of that material. Right. And, and and I think people like to see the material live. 
Yeah, it's like, oh, Brian Regan, you go see Regan, who I, I, I referenced earlier, I just think is one of the greats ever. He takes, he, he'll do his new jokes and then do, take requests and people yell out bits and he just does the bits. And he always laughs because he's like, well, this is, there's supposed to be a surprise element, but here you go, here's the bit. So people do like to hear, because I think people like to bring friends and go do the joke. Because I hear it all the time. People go, oh, we wanted to hear the dentist joke or the whatever joke. Um, but to me, it's just, I just get tired of telling the same jokes. That's yeah, why I'm like, that's people ask is. me about writing new material and, and say I'm prolific, which I, I'm touched by, I appreciate, but I'm like, no, I'm just sick of my act after six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've only been back doing it a year now. And I'm, I'm just, I get so sick of it so fast and, and, but I can see already, you know, just doing it a year. I just see people go, I've heard this. I've heard this is good. This is good. You know? And right. people like, they don't go, oh, fuck, I've heard this. They they like it, you know? And I think, yeah. I think comedians are too sensitive to that. You know, they forget that how much you want to hear songs you like, or, or if you see movies a second time, you love watching the scene again. There's something about seeing something you know that's familiar and watching it played out again, you know? And yeah. And, and 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 I also think, for me at least, and I'm sure you, I never do it exactly the same way. Yeah, that's the nice thing is that there's a different element with different crowd, different kind of delivery, and it is. It's like it's like collecting bootlegs of your favorite band. You're like, this is the same song, but it's 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 different in this version. That's right. And 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 when before I let you go, like when you have a special coming out like this, are you gonna? like uh going a lot just going a lot of podcasts to promote it or you don't go above ground a anymore these days like on talk shows or radio or do you do that well i mean i'd like to do like a tonight show but now everything's on strike and i don't mean this like in a bad way but like now like Chris Stefano's podcast gets 10 times the amount of views as the tonight show or, what, or whoever's but like a lot of podcasts are much bigger, you know? So I'm doing a bunch of podcasts. I think I'm going to do Shane Gillis's. I did Santino's and, and Stavros Halkius and um, uh, Sam and Mark have a podcast. And so I'm doing a bunch of those. I just did Sal Volcano's podcast today. So I'm doing a bunch of those. And I think I'm going to go do your mom's house in, um, in September, which is a big one. Segura. Um, so, yeah, but this one is the one that's going to throw it over. This one here, you, you know, I hope. That, right? you know that those. I hope. No, but I think that's the way. I mean, you know, but that's been for a while. I remember when uh, we did Paper Tiger, Bill Burr's thing, and and I was like, okay, you're going to go promote this thing now, and no, he goes, oh, I'm going to go on Rogan and santino and all those he didn't even bother with the tonight show I thought, okay the world's changed yeah you know? no it's it's crazy i remember yeah a few years ago maybe it was five or ten years ago i think it was like i was hanging with ari shafir who's a buddy of mine he's friends with rogan and he was talking about how you know he's known rogan forever and he's like oh my god mel gibson is going doing rogan's podcast that's crazy and then we realized you're like oh no that's just the biggest show that's right <laughs> Because to right. us, it's like, oh, he's there. Mel Gibson's on a comedian's podcast, but you're like, oh no, he's on the biggest platform there is. That's right. And Stephen Wright, who's an old buddy of mine, had a book out this year, and he had a big publisher, and they told him just go on podcasts, talk shows. People that are watching that aren't buying books anyway. Go on podcasts. 
you talk longer about the book and those people are going to buy books. Right. And he just yeah. went on every talk, every podcast and sold his book. Yeah. It's a, it's a new world. It's funny because change always frightens me, but it, um, it sometimes works out in your favor. It does. And that's what I meant. You, you think it frightens you. It really frightens the gatekeepers. Right. I, I know they're really afraid of, you know, how many views your last two specials have gotten? That's a right. scare. Those are scary numbers. Those are really right. scary numbers, you know, and those are, they're going to get, those numbers are going to grow. They're not going to get smaller, you know? Right. So it's, it's really, it's an, it's such an interesting world. And I, I really, I, I love what you're doing, Joe. And I, I really see you in that group of guys that really, started this road and really got it together you and ari and and mark and sam and andrew schultz and of course rogan and burr and but but you guys really I, my hat's off to you oh thank you very much that means a lot boy this is the best podcast i've ever done i feel like a million bucks here uh, well i mean it I'm, I'm sincere i really wanted i really wanted to have you on you know and, i appreciate that and, and i really wish you well on your on your new special i'm gonna do a whole thing on it on my blog and it's uh listen if anyone listening watch his special and then also the other thing is i loved what ari did i loved ari it took it took a real jew to say pass the hat i just i to me that's what i think the comedians have to do they have to say to their fans i worked hard on this thing go to my venmo go to my paypal but it support joe like we always say on stage take care of the the staff the wait staff but watch joe's special and send him some dough yeah you know, please. Make, make this make this a real way to make a living and you can there's that what do they call it a, a special love button or something on youtube or yeah i don't even know but it's on there yeah, people know how to do it it's there and you're you you know Ben, find a way to send Joe what something for the if you if you enjoy the special, which I know you will, but also watch Fourth of July on LouisCK.com. It's a great movie. Thank you very much. Thanks for saying that. I appreciate it. I'll see you thanks soon. So okay. I hope. Okay. Thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for ben. doing this. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay, that's the episode. It's actually episode thirty-six, even though like a moron that I is I called last week's episode 36 and uh, I appreciate Joe list. We had some technical difficulties, but I, I really, I got a lot of respect for that guy and I really do hope you go and check out his special and his movie and more important than them support me. Watch this on Apple, Spotify, Google, stand-up world but rate rate and comment on apple that would be really great if you do that and this wednesday night if you happen to be in santa monica santa monica comedy company at la puglia restaurant the best italian restaurant in santa monica we have a great show come on out and support us and help us start a new comedy venture in Santa Monica. 
And if you're not in Santa Monica, just keep listening and hopefully we'll come out to you soon. That's it. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Have a great week.